It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome into another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. Gentlemen, happy Tuesday. How you doing today? Doing just fine. It's like a Monday for you. Uh, but uh, and yesterday on the show, I started off by saying it was Wednesday. So who the hell knows? So what you day feel like it's it Thursday? I, I don't. Know. So it's an actually a nice sandwich of a Tuesday. Today. <laughs> so, Ooh, and that know. works out really well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, coming up here in just a bit, we are going to be joined by Tumani Kamara the newest member of the Phoenix Suns. There will be a press conference held a little the bit later. The best TC we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Poor no. Okay. We've actually was, had a lot of TCs. I was actually a little besmirching of Tom Chambers. <laughs> but Clearly now that a you joke. mention it, there's quite a few of them, right? I, I, there probably is. Uh, you know. Name one other one. I don't know, but there's probably another you one said in it, there. So I want to hear it. Close enough. Now I'm going to spend the whole show thinking <laughs> about my brain TC. of sons that were TC. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Borgay is not here with us today because he's out at the facility getting ready to talk to Tumani Kamara actually, he, after we talked to he him. He actually we tweeted he didn't want to be here anymore. So <laughs> That's what he said? While he was getting his hair cut. Oh, really? It was, was at the it, salon? It was his fiance getting her hair cut. Oh, that's get, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the story. Yeah. My bad. He didn't want to be story. there. Yeah. I mean, to be fair... Women's haircuts can take a really long time. Oh, I, I wouldn't want to sit there through that. To this day, he stayed. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe stands by that. <laughs> I don't know that I believe it, but he stands by it. <laughs> oh, here we go. The chat came through. Hey. Ty Corbin, Tyson, Tyson Chandler. Chandler. Nice. Thanks, Triple B and Icon. Appreciate you guys. How did I forget Tyson Chandler? Yeah. I know, there right? I was there. Exactly. And Ty well. Corbin, wasn't he a coach for a while? He yeah, was. he also was a player. Yeah, that's what it, so we had two stints. And we, I, shame on us. I should probably just hand in my uh, fandom card yeah, now. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty right? embarrassing. Well, we have a lot to get to. Anything off the top while we wait for Tumani Kamara to join us? I'm, that thrown, is... off, I'm thrown off by his hat. Why? It's a Phoenix Giants I hat. know it's a Phoenix Giants hat, but it looks like a Pittsburgh Pirates hat in orange, so it's a little bit of, it's a little, mis, you know. You know me, little... big Pittsburgh guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened on this show, I suppose. It wouldn't surprise anybody. We have at this people point. in here that are Seahawks fans. Yeah, I mean, which is really, really just tragic. Yeah, like, look, I've been to Pittsburgh or not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania once in my life. That was enough. <coughs> you know? yeah. Was it? Yeah, was it yeah, enough it was, for it you guys? Um, are you guys looking forward to summer league? Uh, I'm That's looking coming up right around the corner. For First of all, I'm looking forward to two things. Okay. Number one. I've seen how everybody acts in Vegas, so mm-hmm. you know I got that out of, out of the system, and it's fun. It's good. Uh, so the two things I'm looking forward to is this guy getting some OGs again. Okay. That's going to be fun. And number two, watching the shock <laughs> on Emma's face when she watches how we do Vegas. It's awesome. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Emma's now old enough to join us in Vegas. So I know. This is great. <laughs> exciting times. I saw on um, Instagram that apparently there was like a slot machine tournament that how goes did, on. Did you, you see a this? tournament with slot machines? So There's no skill in it. It's just like, I don't know if there's a certain amount of money that everyone puts in and then you just keep betting like as fast as you can. And then whoever wins the most at the end wins the game or something like that. I'm not entirely sure, but it kind of felt like a mix of uh, gambling on the slots and video games. And I was kind of here for it. To um, be honest. So I feel like it could be really fun. Speaking of which, I just I completely forgot to mention this. When I went to go see my son graduate out in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, we were staying at a casino. And as I was walking out, somebody hit a jackpot for 75 grand 
And I've never seen one of those slots hit a jackpot ever. And that woman was losing her mind. It was oh, the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's pretty dope. That would be so fun. Maybe mm -hmm. Shane will hit a jackpot on the span on the panda slots this year in, in a summer league. All right, everybody. Our special guest is here. Uh, the newest member of the Phoenix Suns, Tumani Kamaro, now joins the show. Tumani, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. We're happy to have you here. Listen, I'm sure the last couple of days have been an absolute blur for you, but take me through what it's been like. How was the draft and, and the following days after that? It's been exciting. Um, crazy. It's like a dream coming true. So, I mean, it's still, I can't, can't really fully imagine. I mean, picture myself in, in New Jersey and everything. It's, it's still crazy to me, but um, yeah, happy to finally be here and uh, ready to get to work. Really just exciting. You got a versatile skill set that I know the Suns love about you defensively. And you're really the biggest thing is also your development offensively, uh, mainly from the three three point area. Uh, wh when did you really start to think about, I need to improve this so that way I can play at the highest level um, and, and make sure that there's no doubt that you can play at the highest level? Um, I mean, I, I think you guys know better than anybody else is like the game is changing a lot. Um, a lot of threes is being taken. So I feel like it's every year there's something I, I want to work on in my game or better myself on. And I feel like uh, looking at today's NBA and looking at the, the thing that I really needed to improve my, my shot, it was definitely probably the main thing that I wanted to, to, to adjust and really be more consistent with. So um, I think I, I made a lot of progress with that. I feel like I, I still I still have a lot of room to grow um, towards that. And, yeah, I think it, it only can get better from here. So. Walk us through draft night for you. Not a lot of guys that wind up uh, in the second round are there in New York, but why was it so important for you to be there and, uh, and who there, was there along with you? I'm, I'm a young kid from Brussels, Belgium. Man, That's not a thing that a lot of people can say um, that hear your name called in, in the NBA draft. So I feel like if I had the opportunity to, to get drafted, I really needed to, to have the chance to put the hat on and and walk down the uh, up those steps and, and, and shake the, the commissioner's hand. So, it, I mean, it means the world to me. It means the world to my country to be able to to accomplish this goal. So it was definitely something I wanted to go through, uh, especially with my family. Like you said, like my, my mom and my brother got a chance to to come down um, and, and spend some time with me and spend spend that experience with me. So it, it was just an amazing experience and, and glad they were here for me. So what was their reaction like? Um. I think it's disbelief. I think it's kind of like how I was. It's like, like I said, it's not something a lot of people in our country back home are able to accomplish. So being able to see them so happy, something they've been following me my whole life. Uh, it was a grind not only for me, but for my mom. Uh, let me leave at 16 from, from the house and everything and for my brother being by himself. So I think it's something we, we all had to go through. And uh, I mean, it was amazing, amazing experience, amazing feeling for everybody. One of the coolest things I think you're about to experience here with this this franchise is that you got three elite shooters and three of some of the best players that have ever played this game alongside you. When you finally took some time to realize that you got drafted by the Phoenix Suns and you sat back and thought about what was about to happen, how did that make you feel? Like I said, exciting. Um, I already know um, the, the the roles are really like set in stone with those guys. So I know like I can come in being a role player and be able to do my job and and just kind of like offensive and not not really have to rely on a lot. I feel like uh, just being able to play my game and just trust the system, trust trust the coach and everything. I think I'll be able to fit in pretty good, uh, especially it's, it's a pretty big veteran team. So uh, me, myself, being 23-year-old, I feel like I'll be able to fit in pretty good. And just excited, like I said. I just can't <laughs> stop smiling for the past week. So <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, you mentioned you're, you're a kid from Belgium, but at what point did you go this dream of basketball – uh, and and doing this professional it is real. I want to go. I, I want to go fully into this. Uh, when I was fourteen, I think that's that's when I really wanted to start taking basketball more than just a hobby. Uh, just trying to take it to the next level, trying to be a pro one day, and just give me the best chance possible to to get to the league. Um, I didn't. I know it was a dream. I know it was something I wanted to do, be able to play in the NBA. But I didn't know how possible it was for me. How achievable was that goal? So, uh, just. All I wanted to do is put myself in the best position, um, closest situation possible to the NBA, and, and here I am today. So I'm just, yeah, happy for for all the decision I made, and just excited for all that. I gotta ask this question, just kind of based off of that. Uh, when's the first time you dunked on somebody, and how did it feel? 
And who was it? And who was it? <laughs> uh, who was it? I'm not gonna say who was it. <laughs> uh, first time I know somebody was probably in high school, uh, probably, probably sophomore year of high school. No, junior year of high school, probably. Uh, that's that's when my athleticism I start feeling more comfortable with my body, and uh, my jumping skills started going up and everything. So, yeah, probably junior year. Is there one guy you're you're looking forward to trying to dunk on in practice? <laughs> I mean, you got a large list of. Uh, of big names, is there one you, you hope to get? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. I'm not gonna say anything, but I, I'm I'm willing to try on anybody. Really, it's just the, the mindset of playing hard. I feel like, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be a lot of good guys in my team. So so we're gonna see. It'll be a lot of fun. Hey, listen, we're all really excited for Summer League, and hopefully that will be our first opportunity to get to watch you play. Are you planning on playing at Summer League? Oh uh, yeah, that's my plan. That's my goal. Uh, there's still something I need to finish up, but uh, I think I think I'll be there for sure. All right, I gotta ask your your Twitter handle is too many buckets. Is that's there it. such thing as too many buckets? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just a fact. So it's not. It's just so many. <laughs> it's so many of them. It's not. It's not that it's too many of them. It's just there's a lot of them. You know? <laughs> do, do you have a favorite nickname? I mean, fans love to gravitate towards that so before they give you some dumb nickname what are the ones you prefer a lot of people call me two uh, i think I, that's i resonate to me pretty easy uh, and uh, it also helps a lot of people not to mess up my name so i, I stick with two <laughs> gotcha speaking of uh two do you know what number you're gonna wear yet or how, what number you would like to wear maybe uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep a little bit of surprise for the people back home <laughs> but it's, it's coming out soon though it's coming out soon Okay, making his way. I see. <laughs> you, you mentioned, you know, the the two nickname to help pr people pronounce your name. What's the worst pronunciation of your name you've oh, ever you've ever one. gotten? One of them is Tsunami. I don't really understand how <laughs> people can read that like that, but um, I feel like my name is free. Like if you read it, like take your time. Like it actually makes sense how you have to pronounce it. So, um, but it just looked different, original. So a lot of people not used to read that. So. I've actually messed up your last name a couple times. Never the first name. <laughs> I've messed up your last name a couple times. I'll admit it. So no, we're getting okay. there, though. We promise we'll be better tomorrow. <laughs> Tumani, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Um, listen, we have quite a few people here live with us right now in our chat who are so excited to have you in the Valley. Just to wrap things up, what's your message to them about how happy you are to be here and, and what you're looking forward to? Uh, just get excited with me. I think it's going to be a great season. Uh, a lot of good pieces coming in, so I'm ready to get to work, and, and you won't be disappointed. I'm, I'm a hard worker. Uh, I'm a winner, so so I'm going to give it my all all the time. So let's get, let's get to it. Let's get to work. Which guy on your roster are you looking forward to most to playing with? There are a lot of big names, probably guys you watch. Is there one guy on that roster you're super excited to play along? Actually, Beast Mike Biombo. It's a funny story because um, – he did a camp back home when I was in Belgium, and uh, I was like probably 12, 13 years old, and it was my first NBA player that I ever met. So it means a lot to me that I was able to be in a team with, with somebody I look up to as a kid. So, I mean, yeah, probably. Awesome. That's awesome. Love awesome. that. All right. Well, thank you so much. I know you've got a couple more media things you got to take care of. Our uh, fourth co-host, Gerald Bourget, will be out there talking your ear off then. Uh, so enjoy <laughs> having that time with Gerald and the rest of the media in Phoenix. And once again, welcome. We're so happy to have you here with us. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thanks, we'll see you money. next time. Also, everybody, don't forget, follow him on Twitter. Too yeah. many buckets. Too Dude, many underscore buckets. You got to get it right. I'm a sucker for a well-dressed man or well-dressed person, I should say, because women are men. They're well-dressed. That's 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 a high bar, and uh, and he has a nice personality. He's got a big bright smile, like he's a good looking kid, and I hope he looks good on the court too. Yeah, he seems like a really cool kid. I love the personality too. It's, it's easy. You know, sometimes, and maybe it's just as you become a pro and you get callous to talking to people like us, but you don't get that that genuine feel, uh, and I love that about him. Yeah. I, you know, it's just that. That genuine feel seems really excited mm -hmm. to be part of it, and I loved his answer about why he uh, why he went to the draft. I mean, uh, being a kid from Belgium and and doesn't want to miss that opportunity. I think 
a lot of people take things for granted, mm -hmm. uh, especially moments like that. Love that he didn't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always it's one of those memories that you'll never forget. And one of those things where not a lot of people get to actually partake in it. So when you have an opportunity, you actually you ha have to take advantage of it. I, I I felt bad. I didn't want to break his heart and tell him that wasn't the commissioner. That was the assistant commissioner. It doesn't so. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. To <laughs> him, it was the commissioner. Yes. That's all that matters. Also, shout out to underscore, 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 underscore for the super chat. I don't know what to say for this name. Is it just line? Yeah. We're going to just, just line. line. Uh, but they said, what nicknames do you have so we can use them? Espo, good mm. on you for asking two. that question. And apparently it's just two. Two. I That's like it. it. It's simple to the point. And there's so many puns that we can use if we wanted to. Yeah, like I, I like somebody <laughs> already in there is like too too fast, too furious. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down for that. Once he once he dunks on somebody in summer league, that'll be fun. I also like the he doesn't get tsunami, which is a Cartoon Network reference that uh, that a lot of people make. I'm sure. So yeah, I didn't understand that. I didn't one. get that either. Um, but Gerald Borgay is go is out at the facility right now. Who's next <clears> up <throat> to talk to tsunami tsunami Kamara? Gosh, now I'm struggling. <laughs> Tumani? And I know. Tumani. That's the Tumani. I know. <laughs> he said it, and now you can't get it out of your well, head. Well, you just said it again, and now it's going to screw <laughs> me up. Yeah, because you said it was a cartoon reference. Yeah, Tsunami is that, a I know, and that's yeah. what I oh, just okay, said. okay, that's why you just... <laughs> Tumani, Kamara, anyway. Way, can I can I pull back the curtain a little bit? Well, hold on. Gerald's okay. going to have an article on gophnext.com. Okay, now you can go. Okay. He'll have, <laughs> he'll have multiple articles over the next few days. So become a diehard, subscribe... And you will love reading everything that Gerald has to offer. Uh, so anyways, uh, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. As Saul is sitting there talking about a good-looking man, uh, Tumani is, is still on the screen, <laughs> hears it, and gets a giant smile oh, when yeah. Saul said he was, was a well-dressed, good-looking man. That's why I was That's freaking it. out. Uh, I, was like, I thought he was gone. No, he was, he, was, uh, he was still, like, he could still hear us, and he was sitting there, and then he heard you say, well-dressed man, his smile got so big. Aww. And then when you said a well-dressed smile, he, like, pointed and was like, man, it was the cutest thing so, ever. Uh, so, yeah, suck it, chat. <laughs> Making fun of me for saying he's a good-looking kid. <laughs> well, now now you're his favorite. I have Frank. You have Tumani. Hey, there you go. It's a light skin That's thing. Sweet. Let's go. Hashtag light skin. Aww. <laughs> he's, he seems like a sweetheart. That's awesome. I'm really That's excited awesome. for him, and hopefully we get to see him at Summer League, get to know his game and just his personality a little bit more. But first, uh, first look. Absolutely love it. Yeah. First people in the Valley to talk to him too. So yeah, let's go. There you go. That was awesome. Like, again, I, I, I do love how, when you first get the, the, these, these professionals, when they first get to this level, um, like Espo said, like that's usually when you get them at their most like raw, they haven't mm -hmm. been, they haven't been yeah. jaded by the system. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been, you know, coached up in, 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 in the professional PR ranks. Like you get them at, at is 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 uh, natural as you're ever going to get them at this level and so uh, i loved his responses i thought the bismack thing threw me threw me through for a loop because a lot of people would have said you know kd, KD book mm -hmm. beal but he said bismack and because of that story and which is like i want to text gerald and be like hey just so you know <laughs> you know that's 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 really cool yeah i i i love when you get those kind of stories and i'm very disappointed that you told him not to answer the who he wants to dunk on <laughs> we were gonna get i want to posterize kevin durant and you saved the kid we're not trying to set him up for listen, failure i just listen i because all i can think about was Ilya kobo in his rookie season going up against devin booker in one-on-one -on -one drills at the end of practice and devin was relentless and i just was like Damn, Ely. <laughs> like, Ely. I just, I felt so bad for him. When I was like, I don't want that to happen to this kid right off the bat. Let's, let's just, let's just, you know, let him, let him dunk on somebody and talk a little shit on his own and then let it happen. But wasn't it Aaron Holiday last summer that told us that he wanted to dunk on Devin No, it was uh, uh, Washington. Or, yeah. Uh, that was right. Yeah. That was, Washington. yeah, Dwayne yeah, Washington. Dwayne Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to Which dunk that was on honestly yeah. a really like, cute answer. That was cool because he like winked. <laughs> it was. Like, oh. That was a super cute <laughs> By the way, we, somebody in the chat said we have uh, Joxbo and now we have Salmani. Hey, so I'll take that. Stoner Kitchen saying that. So. Look at this. We got so many couple names. Who, I look prefer at us. Who Frank Spo. 
Frank's but, uh, bow? Because Jock just has turned his back on me too many times. Oh. Well, that's probably <laughs> because so did you. I, honestly, I just... I blame, you're playing both sides over here, acting like you're the big loser. You started this. I, I blame the country of Australia for sending me a four extra small jock jersey. That started the beef. So. <laughs> I feel like that the was user country. error when it came to reading the description. I may or may not item. have confirmed that, but I'm still not letting the Australian jersey company off the hook. Oh, I'm just saying. All right. Well, uh, listen. The BetMGM Sportsbook app is one of the best sportsbooks app, sportsbook apps out there. there if you go. have not signed up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app yet, make sure you download today and use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, Make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-505. Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Hi, friends. Espo back here to talk to you about my friends at Manscaped. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of balls do you have? Do you have shiny ones? Rubbery ones? Spotted ones? Oddly shaped ones? Tiny hard ones? <laughs> Oblong leathery ones? <laughs> Hard plastic ones? Oh my gosh. Ones that aren't even around? <laughs> uh, by the way, the small the small plastic ones are called nuticles. Oh, just so you know. Nuticles. Do you have nuticles? <laughs> well, no matter what you have or what kind of thing you carry them in, Manscaped's got you covered with the Lawnmower 4.0. You can take care of downstairs like nobody's business. No nicks, no cuts. Nothing that you have to worry about. It's that easy with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 and the Weed Whacker. If you got weird nose hairs, we'll take care of you there too. Just remember, you get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself and your man a favor. Help him upgrade his self-care no matter what kind of balls he has. Great job, Espo. Actually, that was probably one of my favorite Manscaped reads. It was, it was the it most was, PG one it was, he's ever it done. It was still funny, but it was like not cringe. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what he was tossing me either. So that was that was part of the random nature of the ad. I had no I idea. I really mad at that one at all. Hey, listen, we also had another special guest stop by to share more about Tumani Kamara. So take a listen to this. Welcome in the PHNX Suns show. I'm Espo, he's Saul, and we're very excited to have a special guest, the head coach of the Dayton Flyers and a man who knows the Suns' second-round pick, Tumani Kamara, very well. It's the head coach, Anthony Grant. Thank you so much for joining us, Coach Grant. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure. Good to be with you. I know you were out there (laughs) at the draft, uh, and what was it like for Tumani to get selected, how did it feel for you as yeah. his head coach to be there and be part of that? It, it was terrific. You know, I think um, just as surreal when you look at his journey. You know, he came over to the United States from Belgium. Uh, I think he was maybe 15, 16 years old with a, a dream of playing in college and maybe one day uh, playing in the NBA and having his name called. And, and uh, to see him be able to get to that point on draft day, his mom, his brother flew in from Belgium. He had uh, close friends and family uh, from Florida uh, join him there. And just to see everybody come together, you know, uh, to celebrate him on that night. And then just uh, his reaction and his joy at seeing his dream come true. I think the realization that uh, his hard work had really paid off for him. And then the fact that he was going to uh, an organization like Phoenix and then being in that situation where 
I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great opportunity for him. Uh, I think he, he couldn't ask for any more. So I think the the feeling I would or the, the uh, word I would use to describe his feelings would be uh, gratitude. You know, I think uh, appreciation. I think he understands the opportunity that he has, and I think he's put the work in. So I'm excited for him. I think I think it's going to be a great fit. Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but the Suns have a few shooters on the team uh, with Kevin Durant, <laughs> Devin Booker, <laughs> just a few, and uh, Bradley Beal now. Yeah. Uh, but defensively is kind of where Tumani really made his name, I think, yeah. at least from the Suns' perspective, and his versatility. Can you speak to uh, what, how dynamic he is on the defensive end and what he was able to do for you and how you think it will translate to the Suns? Yeah, you know, I, I've said this probably for – you know, over at least a year, year and a half, that I think he's probably one of the more underrated and versatile defenders that I've I've seen in college basketball in years. You know, I think his ability at six foot eight, with his athleticism, with his agility, uh, with his instincts, uh, you know, he's as versatile as you can get. I remember, you know, when I was in OKC, we had a, a young man named Andre Roberson, uh, who was, you know, a guy that in college uh, probably, you know, was, was probably more of a, of a forward in the NBA. He played guard, but he could guard one, two, or three, and on some, in some, ta- some cases to four, just because of, you know, a lot of those things. And I see, I see um, Tumani as being a bigger, stronger more, more athletic version of that. I think Tumati uh, uh, will be able to um, surprise people with his offensive skills as well. You know, I think he right now obviously needs to continue to develop uh, consistency with the shooting. But I think, you know, at 23 years old, he's not a final, a, a, a completed package yet I think he's going to be able to add some things to his game uh, that I think will have him in the league for a long time so I'm excited I'm excited for what I think he's able to bring walking in the door as you mentioned when you look at your roster and what you have you know a guy like Tumani is a guy that can come in and doesn't necessarily have to have the ball in his hands to be effective offensively he's a dynamic cutter he's got a high basketball IQ Uh, he's going to understand how to play in concepts and how to play with other other great players. Um, and, and I think he's going to be able to, to do some things that is, that's going to help from an offensive standpoint. But certainly, uh, I think his calling card will be his versatility, his toughness uh, on the defensive end. When Tumani joined your program, he'd been in college basketball for a few years, and you had a very young roster, uh, if, yeah. if, if I'm correct. What was his leadership like uh, for your team and how do you think that helps him as he transitions to the league yeah great question i think you know walking in the door as you mentioned we had one of the youngest teams in the country when tumani transferred so he was actually our most experienced guy having played two years of college basketball and we got to think you know we're we're talking about right around the pandemic time you know a, a, a second year of coming out of the pandemic there and so you know i asked him to to help with the leadership in terms of being uh, the most experienced guy on our team, that we we're going to need him to assume that role for us, and he really embraced it. Along with, you know, at the time, you know, being new to to us, having to learn our system, our terminology, us having to learn him and and how to help him become the best version of himself. He really embraced it, you know. And then that second year, uh, something I typically would do. On, on a team was I asked all the guys, hey, listen, I need you guys to anonymously, you know, individually tell me who you would select as a team captain and why. And to a man, they all chose Tumani, right? And it was a variety of different reasons from uh, just the trust they had in them to their uh, willingness to, to follow him based on the example he set every day with how he came prepared uh, in practice and games, uh, his approach to the game, they looked up to him. You know, I think he was a guy that to a man, they were willing to say, okay, this guy, I will, I'm, I'm willing to allow him to hold me accountable. Right? And I need him to be able to do that because of how we view what he does. So 
I think it was a great testament to him to hear that from your teammates, right? Like, as coaches, we we can look at it one way, and the team could be thinking completely different. But I think we were in lockstep in terms of uh, of what he provided, and I think he did a great job for us throughout the year. You know, especially considering, you know, some of the adversity that hit us throughout the year. You know, with the injuries we had to face and the different lineups that we had to face night in and night out, um, and he was able to be that steady guy for us night in and night out. Um, that was able to impact winning. You know, and some nights that was, you know, grabbing 14, 15 rebounds. Some nights that was scoring 20 plus points. You know, and and uh, you know some nights that was getting four or five shots. You know, and uh, you know like we have a saying. Uh, you know, there there are certain nights where, you know, offensively it may not be your night, right? And you know, what you think you do well may not be going well. Can you still play well? And Tumani always played well, no matter whether or not his shots were falling. He was able to impact winning. And I think that translates, no matter what level you're at, when you can impact winning. And he does it in a variety of ways. So I think it'll be uh, a great addition uh, to Phoenix, because I think the things he does will translate um, to that next level and uh, be able to help Phoenix win. You mentioned it a little earlier in terms of just adding to his game and trying to figure out new ways to, 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 to impact the game. Uh, Three-point percentage uh, is obviously one of those things that, that a lot of NBA teams are looking at. He's got the defensive uh, acumen, but now he's trying to work on that three-point shot. Was that something he initiated, and or is it something that maybe as a program you guys kind of uh, took a look at? And how, how has yeah. his work been towards that goal in terms of being uh, a more proficient three-point shooter? Yeah, so I think walking in the door, you know, him understanding who he was as a player – Right. I think he I think if you talk to Tamani, he'll he'll tell you, um, I think one of the biggest things that he was able to get here is to figure out who he was as a player and what his strengths were. Right. And I think from the time he walked in the door, you know, that first semester trying to figure out what he did well and how to how to impact the game. Uh, and then you saw a transformation in the second half of the season in terms of what he was able to do from an offensive standpoint. And then I think this past year, you know, I think. Uh, the work that he put in uh, show. I think his numbers uh, overall improved. And that's why I say I don't think he's a finished product because he's willing to put the work in. You know, you're not going to have a guy that works harder than him. Uh, you know, I, I, I spent a couple of years in the league, and I, I can tell you, you know, there are a lot of guys uh, in the league that you see get better, right, just because they're putting the time in. Uh, they're dedicated to the craft. You could probably go down the line just off of this year's playoffs of guys that came in with a reputation of being one thing, and now you look at the way they impact the game, right, in terms of the shooting or uh, the decision-making or them understanding who they are and growing into their roles and uh, putting themselves in a position where they're, they're really, really valuable pieces of a team. So I don't think Tamani's any different. You know, like we all – uh, you know, can sometimes, you know, uh, prejudge, you know, and I, I think uh, the thing that Tamati's going to be able to do is, is he's a very mature young man walking in the door. I think he's a very confident young man because he knows the work that he's willing to put in. And I think, uh, honestly, I think it's going to be a, a situation where uh, he's going to add value, you know, walking in the door. And I think uh, his best basketball is, is ahead of him. You know, uh, we're in an age where, you know, you look at kids coming in at 18, 19 years old and you want them to be, you know, uh, finished products or where they where they will be uh, down the road. But Tumani at 23, I think, has the maturity to come in and understand how to accept a role on a team, how uh, to implement himself into uh, helping everybody else uh have success and play to their strengths while he's playing to his strengths. And I think continue to have the humility to understand I got to continue to grow and, and get better and improve. And I think he'll do all those things. Final question, Coach. Was there a moment with Tumani that you said, this guy is NBA bound? You know, I recruited Tumani out of high school, you know, so I've known him for a long time. And uh, quite honestly, Tumani and I, had a lot of conversations, you know, I, I always felt like 
just what I saw that and coming from the coming from the league and you know a few years earlier I felt like he had a lot of things that could translate you know I thought the thing that would make him uh, maybe a second round pick or or potentially a guy that would have to go undrafted and and work himself into the league was that he would need to continue to develop offensively right but I've seen so many guys in the league be able to do that uh, I felt like you know he was able to do that and I think you know throughout this year you know we didn't have the success as a team that we hope to have have this year you know some injuries and some just some unfortunate luck you know kind of derail some of the things we felt like we could do but uh yeah early on you know looking at his versatility uh, looking at uh, his size uh, along with that versatility with his athleticism and what he brought to the table yeah we talked about it all year that I thought like hey this guy's an NBA player you know and uh, to me it came down to his decision in terms of did he want to do that now because he could have come back to school for another year but I think by the at the end of the day he felt he was ready uh, we felt like he could put himself in a position by going through the process that he would get some some valuable feedback in terms of understanding that he went out and I think he, he proved himself he proved that he earned it you know so you're talking about a guy uh, that in uh, April when the season ended probably wasn't on a lot of guys boards in terms of a draftable guy you know but here you are a couple of months later he earned it you know he he went through and and uh, from Portsmouth to Chicago to 17 18 different workouts where um, yeah he I think he went out and showed people that he's a guy that belongs you know so yeah I'm excited for him excited for Phoenix and can't wait to watch him he is head coach Anthony Grant of the Dayton Flyers. Coach, best of luck this upcoming season, and thank you for your time. Thanks, Coach. Anytime, guys. My pleasure. Lindsay's back. Hey, look at that. I got, different, different clothes. I got different shoes on. <laughs> magic. Uh, thank you once again to Anthony Grant for joining us and sharing that insight on Tumani Kamara. Uh, we did get a super chat throughout that for, from Psycho Blue. Thank you, Psycho Blue, said... I hereby elect that his nickname be, quote, too many cameras, because every time he checks in, there's going to be a highlight reel. I hope that comes true, because that's actually kind of cute. If, I'm not if mad it at happened, that cycle, I'm not going to put that pressure on the kid. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to set him up for anything. I want him to just feel comfortable and confident and just doing his own thing right now. Um, but if that does end up happening, we'll definitely make it a thing, because yes. okay. I love that. Okay. I, uh, I don't hate it. You don't hate it? I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. You know what I don't like? What? The fact that Psycho Blue dropped a, 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 a super chat and there was no mention of Basketball Cthulhu. I mean, maybe that's a good thing, Espo. I didn't get to hear the Saul voice. That, I know. That makes me happy when Saul does that voice. But we are I clearly not standards. on Basketball Cthulhu's good side. So, true. like, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> a break will serve us well is all I'm saying. Anyway... Uh, what's my favorite brewery in town, you ask? Great question. I'd That's love to exactly answer. What Four Peaks is my favorite brewery in town. And they're doing some really cool stuff this year. That was the worst alley I've ever seen in they're my life. They're giving away 11 1,000 cash grants, and one lucky teacher will, will win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. June 30th is coming up, and that is the deadline to nominate. So go to fourpeaks4teachers.org to complete the form to enter their chance to win. I you said a, uh, a teacher's lounge renovation. Uh huh. I I like. I want to see what this is all about. I want like I like we talked about. I want a mini bar. I want some. I want it to look taps. like HGTV. Everybody just comes in. They're like getting to work, and they, they, they do all in like two hours. <laughs> and then it's the real the reveal where they're all like, "Wow, it's wow, so amazing! I love so it! Cool. I'm never going back to class again." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, check out at Four Peaks Brewer at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you drink responsibly also shout out to burrito express for delivering us burritos for lunch today uh once again i knew they were coming and had forgotten so it was a fantastic surprise when i walked in the door and saw burritos in the break room so forgetful Lindsay. but it honestly it works out in my favor for things like this because it makes it so much more exciting like when you walk in somewhere and somebody's like hey i brought you food and it's burrito express and you're like hell yeah this is the best day ever unless you just ate I mean, I'm still excited, though, because no, then no. you have something for later. That's true. Okay. 
When is you going to be taking those two boxes to her trunk? Nah, I mean, I'm not that aggressive. <laughs> no, that's Michaela. That's the She's other not one here, here, though. Not She's me, though. Uh, that's true. Uh, Burrito Express has multiple valley locations. The one in Tempe, of course, is very centrally located. Make sure you guys check them out. Grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. <clears throat> All right, guys. It's time! <laughs> Train machine Tuesday. You're a brat. And you're a brat. And you're a brat too. You're all brats. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, listen, it is Train Machine Tuesday, but it's a little bit of a different Trade Machine Tuesday. We are going to talk about a trade that was reportedly offered on draft night. And turned down. Mark Stein said in his sub stack today that the Phoenix Suns engaged in advanced discussions to trade former number one overall pick DeAndre into the Dallas Mavericks last week during the NBA draft before the talks stalled out, league sources say. That trade would have had the Suns receiving Tim Hardaway Jr., Rashawn Holmes, and JaVale McGee, and the Mavs receiving DA. And apparently what ha- happened was the Suns did not want JaVale McGee back. Yeah, that's the only reason. Uh, that was one of the larger parts, at least within Mark Stein's Substack, that sort of even, stalled the conversation. Even the biggest DeAndre Ayton hater looked at that trade and was like, what the, what? I don't know. There were certain people in this town that did not think that. that like were who? Like, like what did, what did, naming, well, okay. I'm uh, not what, throwing what, any no, particular no. person what, under what, the bus. What, what did they like about that bum-ass package? <laughs> they... <laughs> Please tell me that DeAndre it, won't well, no, be a son. Like it was Tim Hardaway oh, seems like a pretty not good terrible. haul for DeAndre Ayton. I guess they just but didn't what, like it. What I, part of this was the good haul? Look, so I, no, I know. I I, I heard. I need the you clip. to be the translator. I heard, I heard the clip, and all I heard was, "I have not liked DeAndre Ayton since they drafted him, so this is a way to get him off that's, the roster." That's, that's all that's it would all be. I heard. You look at this, and you go, "Okay, I get two subpar centers." Like, no, I'm sorry, but that Rashawn Holmes, from what I've heard, really nice. JaVale McGee seemed like a really nice guy, but they are, they are, they are backup centers and, and third string for McGee last year. And McGee is overpaid. And they're, and they know him. Like Here's the truth about Rashawn Holmes that some Suns fans just will not acknowledge. Okay. He played very well as a backup to DA. He did. He played very well, I think, in his first season after he left. Like, solid. He has not played more than 60 games uh, in a season in the last, uh, except once in the last four seasons. And every other season outside of that one season was 40 or less. He averaged three points and two rebounds a game last year in eight minutes of game action for the fucking key. Like, stop with the Rashawn Holmes stuff. That's so terrible. Like, that's not a good. That's not a good trade. And then JaVel McGee, we already know what JaVel McGee would bring. And once he's a starter, he's he's not the same JaVel. Like, just stop. Eddie in the chat says, how on earth do you not take that trade? McGee is tough and athletic and can potentially do a better job on Jokic. Hardaway would probably be a starter. M- JaVel McGee ain't guarding Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Barbecue chicken. JaVale McGee is a fantastic locker room guy. He's a fantastic veteran, but he is not a starter in the NBA anymore. And he also has a lot of like respiratory issues with his asthma. And there's there's a limit to what JaVale McGee can give you Mm -hmm. on the court in one stint. And and what we need right now from our center is not what JaVale McGee can give us. Eddie Mensah, my brother in basketball. No. Just know that like McGee is not the answer to slow down Jokic. And I'm not saying DA is, but DA is a far, far better option than, than JaVel McGee is. I mean, it, I mean, come on, man. Everybody's problem with well, part of the problem everybody has with DeAndre Ayton is he's overpaid. JaVale McGee makes $20 million. JaVale McGee is way overpaid. And there's two more years on that yes. contract, right? And one more. One more after this, yeah. Two, yeah, this year two full and seasons. next year. Like, yeah. come on, that no. Like, this is like I said yesterday. When you look at what the Hawks uh, got for in return for John Collins, this is the kind of crap that people pushed. And like, look, if there had been the tenth pick, like we had heard that rumor 
uh, you know, or somebody other than JaVale McGee. Maybe you maybe you take a longer look at it, but you're giving me two two subpar centers and a guy that could be a nice rotation piece. The 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 proposed trade before what we were hearing had Josh Green involved in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have Tim Hardaway Jr., who is a bucket, like yeah, I give you that. Cool. That's the best part of this trade. And then you add Josh Green, who we saw against us a couple times last year, play solid defense. He's a hustler, a young kid. So you have a future to keep him on your roster. And you need cheap players that play at a high level, uh, especially with the core group that you have. Maybe. And you would have got the 10th pick. So maybe I could have seen that. But these these dudes, these, these guys, what? Oh, I'd rather see Horatio Yamas come back and play for the Suns than see this dude. Do not besmirch the great name of Horatio Yamas. I'd rather see Joe Klein come back and play for the Suns. Do not besmirch the great name of Joe Klein, who still has a sandwich at Marley. I'd rather see Tim Kempton come off the sideline from the radio booth and play than these dudes. Now you've gone too far and have angered me. All right. But for real, though, like, yes, Tim Hardaway Jr. is a bucket. But we're talking about needing a starting caliber center to also help complete our roster. I don't think this is... I'm glad that the team didn't make this deal because I don't think this necessarily makes you better. Does it get DeAndre Ayton off of your team? Sure. And if that's your number one priority, then I understand why you would be like, why wouldn't you make that move? But it's not the smart basketball move. No, it's, it's just not. It's the dumbest priority you could have. You don't trade something worth worth something for nothing. That's stupid. So, yeah. so That's you, just stupid. And if you made this trade, then you could probably say Busy's definitely not coming back and Jock probably wouldn't come back too because no. how many centers do you need on one team? Jock would definitely come back, but that's the problem. You'd have you'd have three centers and Jock by a mile is getting 40 minutes a game. Well, unless like, you anticipate <laughs> right, Jock being your what? starting center and then Rashawn and JaVale being your two backups. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's a lot to put if, on Jock's shoulders too. If you've got two centers, you have no center. Like if, if if you trade for these two guys and you're like, look, we got two centers that, that are gonna replace DeAndre Ayton, you go, Yeah, you got none because these guys aren't the guys to, to play center. And what we had originally heard about that original Dallas deal was that they wanted to turn that around to flip it for another player. You ain't getting anybody for Rashawn Holmes, no. JaVale McGee, no. and Tim Hardaway Jr. No. I, I, and to be fair, nobody's really clamoring for Rashawn Holmes. And I appreciate that chat because that that shows me that you know what's up. They've, they've uh, grown. But but Javel McGee, like I like Javel McGee as a backup to the backup. Like, and if he was making yeah. fifteen million less, than yes. He is. Like when he was with the Suns, he was making five million that year. Okay, cool. That's a great. That's a great ad. Uh, and I I do believe he added something on the on the floor from time to time, but. You saw when he was starting how terrible that was. He could not last. He played like 20 minutes a game, got in early foul trouble. He was a disaster starting. Off the bench, he gave you a little juice and spurts, and that's the best thing you can hope for is spurts. But you need something more reliable than just 15 minutes a game. Wait, then you the 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 backup is Rashawn Holmes? What? No! Yeah, Kevin Durant is your center at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> DA was terrible in the playoffs last year. Okay, cool, but but still is your better option than these two dudes. No way, so Dallas. Obviously, this is not happening, or else it would have already happened. The Suns, I'm assuming, were like, no, thank you. Uh, come back if you want to chat about something else at a later time. Within that same article that Mark Stein put out, Uh, He said sources with knowledge of the Phoenix-Dallas trade discussion said a resumption of the Aiton talks could not be ruled out. So they may be continuing to have conversations to see if they can actually come to a package in which both teams feel like they are getting substantially better. But I would assume this is a completely off the table because if it was and both sides were in agreement, it probably would have gone down. Okay, so let's just play this game for, for shits and giggles, okay? Uh, Kyrie and Luca, obviously no chance. All right. Who else on that roster? If you're not getting the 10 pick, which was originally proposed before, who else on that roster can you look at 
and say, oh, yeah, without a doubt, we want these two, three guys. Like Thomas who? Bertone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're, they're, Dallas doesn't have much. Yeah. Like, they just don't. So that's, yeah, they can revisit that shit all day long, but it ain't going anywhere. I drive by the same beautiful freaking Lexus every time I go home. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it. But one day you might. No, it'll be broke down, and then I don't want it anymore, <laughs> just like these two dudes. I mean, we could do a heist if you want. I mean, <laughs> that's because that's what Dallas is trying to do to the Suns. We can They're trying to rob them. We could at least try. Uh, I mean, and you can't knock them for trying. The people that are saying, hey, there's no value in this guy. There's still value. Like, uh, right now, maybe there's not a market for him, but we're not talking about a guy that is completely incapable of playing basketball. I hate this mindset with DeAndre Ayton that he's completely <laughs> incapable of playing basketball. Well, a lot of people treat it like All right, one run. thing from the chat. Jake it or leave it said, Gambo and Haynes, quote, sons aren't trading Ayton. Y'all are still talking about trades, laughing face emoji. Um, go back and watch yesterday's show if you missed it because we did acknowledge all of that and we talked about DeAndre Ayton and the sons moving forward. This is just a trade scenario that was rumored to have been or reported by Mark Stein today this morning as something that was brought up on draft night. And it gives us more insight as to far as far as what teams were offering the Suns. So that's why we're talking about it. We're we're putting this out there so that we all get an idea of what Aiton's basically trade value is per other teams, what yeah. other teams value Aiton and, and what they're offering. And so it gives a, a explanation why the Suns maybe have decided to keep DeAndre in because they could have been shopping him beforehand, saw what was being offered for him, and felt like he was a better option on this team than what they could have gotten in return. So it's perspective, I, and I it's a new report. So that's why we're discussing it. We didn't actually come up with this trade as something that the Suns should do. It was a reported trade, so we're talking about it. If yeah, you, that'll if, be next week. If you if you hate us uh, uh, you know, circling the, the drain, so to speak, and, <laughs> and rehashing other things that have happened – because people have said, oh, well, that's not happening. Well, there's been plenty of things that have been said that were not going to happen that have happened. You know, KD was off the table. And then we got KD. You know, Bradley Beal wasn't even in the picture for a lot of accounts. Hell, we wrote it off on this show alone. We're like, there's no way. And then they got Bradley Beal. Like hey, Bradley Beal forces me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, there's there's a bunch of uh there's a bunch of stuff that 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 we're gonna talk about. Also, yeah. Uh, if if you don't want to go back and talk about some of the stuff, you might not want to tune in in August and September when there is no NBA news. No, that's and not we're going to talk about August. everything. That's don't listen true. to Saul. You want to tune in in August and September because we're going to have a lot of really fun shows. I've already planned a whole one we're around actually, tinfoil hat conspiracies, actually, and it's going to be a blast. I actually planned a whole one around take it or leave it. So so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk all anyway, about you, buddy. Uh, so, what's my favorite gas station? You ask. Great question. I'd love to tell stop you. Them up. Hold on. It's Circle K, of She's course. Like the guy that throws the ball off the backboard to get the extra rebound to get a triple double. Like, <laughs> I can't rely on the two of you to throw me a lob. So I L- gotta Lindsay, help myself. What's your favorite gas station? Great question. That's what right. I'd love to tell you. It's Circle K, of course. Oh, okay. One, because they have fantastic gas, they have the best snacks. And of course, my favorite part, they've got polar pops. You can't go wrong with a polar pop in the middle of summer, especially in phoenix make sure you are not missing out on all the great stuff that circle k has to offer and right now if you text phnx to 31310 to join their sms subscriber club you're going to get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find circle k's near you and of course saul mentioned that we are going to summer league and the shenanigans will probably be off the charts one of the shenanigans of course being the products that our friends over at OG's create. We love our friends over at OG's. It is getting toasty in the valley. We're not looking forward to the crazy heat that has already decided to start joining us for the summer. Although I will say thank you for taking your sweet time with coming. Uh, But we are looking forward to what OG's is cooking up. Pink lemonade gummies hit the shelves last week. It is a limited edition gummy. It's a fresh tangy lemon with a hint of red berry and plenty of sugar flavor and uh, like i said it's limited edition so make sure you can get your hands on it while you still can they've got the aquaberry sleep edition gummy the new strawberries and cream happy balance gummy and of course their mixed bag where you get all the fruits and all the cream flavors mixed in there ogs does not miss when it comes to flavor and effect so get your pink lemonade gummies while you can check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com 
and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Can I say something? Yes. All right. So uh, I made the uh, fatal mistake of saying all DA needed to do against Jokic was blank. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> One of the all-time <laughs> great clips. Listen. Nobody is stopping Jokic. Nobody. There's not a single person in the league that is stopping Jokic. What you're hoping for somebody in DA's position, whether it be DA himself or somebody else, is that they can at least not even provide resistance, but a little bit, and also stop everything else from happening around them, right? Like when you see the opportunity to make a play defensively, being that rim protector that the Suns need, that's what you're hoping for. So we got to stop saying, oh, well, we need this guy to be able to slow down Jokic. There's not a guy out there that's going to slow down Jokic. There's just not. Like, that's going to be very, very reliant on everybody else helping said player stop Jokic. Double teams, triple teams. You know, you're going to force some action. You're going to throw some things at him that he hasn't seen. Like, but Jokic is, Jokic is quite literally the best basketball player in the world right now. I can slow him down. Yeah, I just trip him. There, There is one way to slow down Nikola Jokic. Oh, geez. No. no. Injuries to Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> That's the way you slow down Nikola Jokic. I mean, hey, and the Nuggets were very lucky in, in, in regard to that because especially MPJ has had a history of injury. He was squeaky clean the entire playoffs. Uh, Murray was squeaky clean the entire playoffs. Like, they had everything go for them. And you need that from time to time. You need some luck to go your way. Hell, I'm still convinced that if Chris Paul doesn't get injured against the Lakers and then re-aggravate us somehow because we saw him multiple times do crossovers against the Bucks in the finals, he just lost the ball because the nerve in his shoulder was still jacked up. Like, I'm still convinced if that doesn't happen, the Suns win a championship. You just need some luck to go your way. We haven't had that. I hope we get it this year. But the Nuggets got it this year. Good for them. They took advantage. There. You've seen the movie Celtic Pride, right? Oh, man. I'm going to say no because I don't two, remember anything from that movie. Two, so supposedly the Jazz, the Celtics are in the finals. Two jazz, uh, two Celtics fans uh, kidnap uh, the star player for the, the star Celtics. players who was Damon Wayans. Uh, so I'm thinking here, so we do our own version of this. We fly over to Serbia. We kidnap Jokic's horse. Yes. And that's the way we can yes. slow down Nikola Jokic. Okay. Yes. We, we just FaceTime on the horse a bunch. Yes. Head games here. Yes. I, I see it. Yep. I think I'm on some international list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just that. got added to a list for sure. <laughs> international horse. Um, listen, here's the thing. We started out this show on a really good note. We had a great chat with Tumani. He was super sweet. Then things got real sour and spicy there in the last segment, and I didn't like it. So... Let's keep this part wholesome and just sweet. We know our two star players on the Phoenix Suns are bonding over basketball and vacation. They're working out together in the Bahamas. This is great news. We love to see it. Hold on. <laughs> DA from the Bahamas. God, I knew Katie. we were going to go oh, there. In the Bahamas. God. Is it connected? Where's a, Where's Kate? Or where's uh, DeAndre? Where's DeAndre? Actually, He's probably just actually, stretching off the side of the camera. No, actually, uh, I do have it confirmed that he was at the other end of the court. There you go. No, no, no. He's holding the camera. <laughs> if that's what you want to believe, so that way you can sleep at night, so be it. Let's just go with that. I, he's, he's holding the camera. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's filming. For exactly. Them. I mean, look, and then they're there, uh, you know, and this was supposedly filmed on Monday and Bradley Beal's press conferences on Thursday. They're going to be back in time from Bahama, Bahamas, 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 Bahamas. Bahamas. Come on, baby mama. Whatever you want to say. They were already you know. here last week together. <laughs> you just you you asked for it. you I, said wholesome. Well, and I had to bring out every conspiracy theory. I because could think it's of. already been one of those days. <laughs> uh, also, Jose, listen, I, I'm sorry, Lindsay. I'm really sorry. I'm about to blow this bubble. Uh, right um, uh, you know, he's saying that I have recency bias because DA stopped Jokic in 2021. Go back and look at the stats, bro. That's not what happened. He he slowed him down to a degree, but he didn't stop him. Like, dude was still averaging over 25, 15, and 10 that series. Like, he had nobody to pass to, though. That's the problem. And then, then he had it, and there you go. He, he had Austin Rivers. <laughs> yeah, he had Austin Rivers. There you go. F fuck you, Composito, or whatever his name was. 
I'm kidding, Brian. He, DA was not at the other end of the court. I'm sorry. <laughs> See what you did? I mean, to be honest, it's already happening on social media when this it's thing like, came who out. Cares? Like, where's this? Where's that? They're in. They're in. They're, they're allowed in the... to go on vacation. Yeah. They're allowed to take time off. They don't have to record it every single time they're in the gym. And if they do decide to record it, that's their prerogative. It's okay. Katie's We're gonna, gonna be okay. Katie's gonna slide into Saul's DMs, yes. and give him a piece of his mind. Oh no! I hope so. Listen, I, I, one of the things that I love about Kevin Durant is that he is not afraid to go uh to to come down to our level and talk to us about random things that if, if he feels like he's getting disrespected he'll step up and he'll stand up for Listen. himself and i love athletes that do that that want to be a part of the conversation i don't know where this thing came out where people were like you just gotta ignore it you gotta be bigger than that why are you stooping to their level i'm like so what he wants to be a part of the conversation I'm all for it. I'm not going to besmirch him for it. I'm here for it. I want more of that. I wish Devin Booker would be more active on social. I want to see him bag on some people because there's a lot of people out there that deserve to be bagged on. Give it to me. Um, what I will say <laughs> about that whole shenanigans <laughs> is that we, as people in sports media and things of that nature, let's be honest, we technically ride the coattails of athletes. We have Hell jobs yeah. and we make money by talking about what they do. So if we say something out of pocket and they want to come at us to correct it or to defend themselves, Bingo. they should be allowed to because without them, we don't have jobs. And if you want to throw a fit about that, well, sir and or ma'am, maybe you should reconsider your stance on that because you're wrong. Because okay. I got two words for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Look, That's wrong. Wrong. Wrong place. Jason McIntyre. I'm just going to call him out. He, he flamed KD, uh, and then he got a DM from KD basically calling him out for his shit. And then instead of, you know, being normal in media, he decides to, you know, air the dirty laundry to show the DM so he can get some, uh, he text, thinks it's a pub it? off. No, it was a no, DM. No, it was a DM, was it? which is even worse. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm sorry. Like, this whole thing is a, is a non-starter. You want athletes to act like normal people. You want them to, to show you something, to give you a little of their personality. And then when you they do it, you, you flame them constantly. And, of course, they're going to stop answering things. They're not going to treat uh, you, know, you a certain way. And guys like that give the rest of media the bad name because now Kevin Durant's just like, you know, a bunch of jackasses are out here. Uh, you know, well, to you be know, fair, half there. of them are. I mean, oh, yeah, for McIntyre sure. in particular. I was going to say well, half of us that, are. Maybe that, I should lump us But in also that, that Twitter spaces last week was absolute dog shit. Like, it really was. I listened to it. I was like, are you serious? And then KD came in and defended himself. And I was like, good. That's cool. Good. That was, I. that's dope. Like, you literally have a headline talking about KD's not a top five player. Of course, my man's going to be offended by that. Like, bro, yes, I am. Like, did you just forget because I had a, a, a you know a little slip up in the playoffs and his slip up was still like thirty points a game? What are we doing here? Oh. Also, I do want to say this because I literally experienced this firsthand. I back when I was at the U of A my last year, Alonzo Trier was coming out for the draft and I thought it was a mistake and I tweeted, Alonzo Trier is in between two positions, uh, point guard and shooting guard. And I don't know if he's going to make it in the league because he doesn't have a, a discernible skill set because he's not big enough to play two and he's too small and he didn't have the, the, the handles to play the one. And he wasn't a facilitator. He was a shoot first uh, guard. And Alonzo Trier came at me on Twitter, like, uh, you know, basically called me fake and basically said that, uh, you know, I was fake to him this whole time. And I was like, I didn't say anything disrespectful. And guess who's not in the league right now? Like, it's him, and he didn't get drafted. He was undrafted, and he made his way. Luckily for him, he made his way. He got a two-year contract with the Knicks, $7 million. But right now, he's fighting for his basketball life in the G League. I wasn't wrong on that, and I defended myself to him, and that's fine. But he had every right to come at me and be like, you know, and say how he felt. I'm cool with that. He's not my friend. That's fine, but I'm going to tell it like it is. That's all right. So you're the dick. No, yeah, I'm the dick. I'm the asshole. Uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I should ask that. Am I the asshole? And then yes. explain the situation. Anyway. And Lindsay just immediately, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On to the next thing. Uh, let's wrap up the show with some positive news, okay? We just got word that Tumani is going to wear number 20 
And we have a picture of hey. it. See, I think the reason why I didn't want to answer it at the beginning of the show was because he wanted to wait for the photo op. He wanted to have the jersey, do the whole announcement. That's and still, I think so, that's sweet. So I knew it, but I wasn't going to say it after he said that. I was there like, you go. Let him have his moment for, for yeah, his country. exactly. So you want your so, moment? Tumani Kamara <laughs> will wear number 20. Hopefully we will see him you at Summer knew it, League. Buddy. You do it. Thank you guys <laughs> Chris for joining us. Back when I was U of A, I tweeted, didn't know tweeting was a thing back in 92. Oh, <laughs> I was in high school in 92. You clearly don't watch uh, Chris. outside shots with Eddie Johnson and Saul Bookman. <laughs> Who was older than me by 20 years, by the way. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Old men yell at clouds. Okay. <laughs> Let's all take a deep breath. Tomorrow will be a nicer show. I'm speaking it into existence now was this a bad show no but we all got spicy at one point Did or we? the other yes me you espo you and the chat what did yes. you get spicy about about us getting mad that players stand up for themselves um we all got spicy at one point or another tomorrow we'll be a little bit sweeter like the sour patch kids we're spicy today sour today sweet tomorrow um thank you guys for joining us we appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. And until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Love Bookman. you too, Chris. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, <laughs> if you say something stupid online, the Slim Reaper might be coming for you. Ahoy, hoy. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the valley.